passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast, um, hosted by the starting kicker of your Golden Gophers, Matthew Trickett, and me, Tony Liebert. Um, For today's episode, we'll be reacting to the Gophers accepting an invitation to the Pinstripe Bowl on December 29th for Syracuse. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about some transfer portal and uh, other news around um, college football. Um, I guess we'll start there with uh, the Gophers accepting um, an invitation to the bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl against Syracuse. Um, I guess what was your instant reaction, the team's instant reaction when you knew you were going to New York in late December? Yeah. I mean, after Wisconsin, you know, we're eight and four, we knew we fit somewhere in that, you know, uh, national music city bowl to the Charlotte um, Mayo Bowl. Yep. Um, so we knew we fit somewhere in there. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of other teams in the Big Ten with specific contracts with these bowl games, and there has to be, you know, eight teams in eight different years and kind of stuff like that. So we're – throughout the entire last week, we're trying to slot, you know, where we would fit and whatnot. And I think for the most part, Early on in the week, we kind of had an idea that we were going to go to the Pinstripe Bowl. Um, and then yesterday is, you know, when it was officially announced and we officially got our opponent, Syracuse, and um, the idea of New York and Christmas in our heads. So I think everyone's excited about it. Another opportunity to play another football game in the weather that we're most comfortable with, honestly. So. You know, Syracuse plays in an indoor. Um, we don't. <laughs> so it may be new for them, but, you know, it's the good old north for us. So we're excited. Yeah, that's – and I would imagine Syracuse is one of the only teams that – college teams that play in a, a dome. Because just off the top of my head, I was thinking there just can't be many of them. Yeah, I, I don't recall many. You know, that's usually yeah. like an NFL team thing. But, yeah, I think – I mean, I don't know this year their schedule, you know, if they played in any cold games in the ACC. But, you know, after October starts, that's basically all we play in. So, yeah, we know how to deal with it. You know, it's going to be nothing really new for us. So, just a yeah. – 
playing in Yankee Stadium would be different. That's that's what I'll say. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like that obviously is a big talking point amongst fans on Twitter and stuff about the uh, weather. Because obviously fans wanting to go to the games, they would much rather go to a game in like the Bahamas or Miami in December instead of New York. But I guess from the team's perspective, uh, would you say you guys are excited to go to New York in December? Because people start comparing it to other bowls, like you mentioned, like the Mayo Bowl and the Music City Bowl. Uh, are yeah, are are you guys like excited to go to New York and uh play in I guess such a famous stadium like Yankee Stadium? Yeah, I mean honestly, for us, it's about two things: one, the experience of the bowl game, and two. You know, the game itself, the opponent, and the matchup, really. So the experience, I think everyone is really excited for it because not a lot of people have been to New York, for one. And then New York in late December, you know, with New Year's coming up, with Christmas, and just kind of everything that goes on in New York during that time. So people are really excited for the experience, for one. And then two, playing in a historic stadium uh, against a good ACC opponent. You know, it's it's a very winnable game, and we're going to go out there and win the game. Yeah, it's interesting because it's obviously different than other bowl games like the one in Charlotte or Nashville. You, know, you are playing in a baseball stadium, and it seems like a lot of fans on Twitter make assumptions. They're like, oh, this isn't a fun bowl game. It's cold. It's in a baseball stadium. But at least from my point of view, I feel like a bowl game now that you've done it a few times would be so much more, almost more about like the experience, the stuff you're doing beforehand when it's in a big city like New York around the holidays. I just feel like it would be kind of a cool experience. Obviously, I don't think many football players want to play a football game in a baseball stadium, but I feel like that's kind of just a part of the entire experience. And I feel like Playing a bowl game in Yankee Stadium around Christmas time is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is going to be very different. And fun fact about me, I've actually never played in a bowl game on a football field. So it's always <laughs> from some other kind of field. So I'm used to it. You know, um, there is differences uh, for sure. But it provides a completely different, unique experience that, not many football players get to have. So, you know, there's positives and negatives, and you can be on other, either side of the fence in that argument. But, you know, we have to look at the positives and take it as another opportunity to go play football in late December. You know, not every team gets that opportunity. There's, what, 82 bowl-eligible teams? So not everyone gets that chance. Yeah, Um you guys obviously played in the Chase Field, right, in Arizona last year. Uh, what other, I guess, how many bowl games did you play in when you were at Kent State? I only played in one in 2019. It was the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. And that was played in FC Dallas Stadium in Frisco, Texas. So that was yeah. on the yeah. soccer field, yeah. Because I they have their yeah their fields a little smaller. They might play the uh, FCS championship there sometimes. I feel like I've yes. heard that before. Yeah, yeah, they do. They've played it there. Yeah, 
Uh, that's interesting, though. Uh, three games not on a football field. But uh, th- do you think – I guess from a kicker's perspective, it is obviously a little different for, like, a playing surface. Uh, do you feel any difference, I guess, playing on a baseball field? Because I know last year there were a lot of complaints about the uh, – I don't know if it was turf or grass, but it wasn't very, I guess – clean and uh, up to standards for a playing service. So I guess what's that perspective like for you? Yeah, last year was different because I believe Chase Field is turf and then they wanted to play it on grass. So then they had to, you know, put a couple layers down to separate the turf and the grass. And when they were putting down the grass, there were just a bunch of gaps between the grass. So you know, you could very easily lose your footing and, you know, step into one of those holes and really just throw everything off. Yeah. Uh, so that wasn't really ideal for anyone, especially all the guys that, you know, got hurt in that game. They were a lot more than our team would have liked. Uh, and I can't, you know, 100% contribute that to, you know, the playing surface, but I, I do still think that was an issue. But I believe Yankee Stadium, I believe that is grass, and we're going to be playing on the grass. So I don't think they're going to be putting anything over top of it or anything like that. So playing, you know, on a nice even field like that should be fine. And, you know, the Raiders have played in a baseball stadium for years before. So, you know, football on a baseball field has been done. and (laughs) People have seen it before, so it shouldn't be anything too new. Yeah, uh, I I feel like that's kind of becoming more of a hot topic amongst football people saying that uh, turf, I guess, should be eliminated completely and they should only play on grass, uh, mainly because of injuries. I guess, do you would you share the same sentiment on that? I do prefer grass. You know, in every time I've played on a grass field, you know, they've been very pristine, very well kept, and turf you can get away with you know so much more you don't have to take care of it as much and you know some spots can get uneven fairly quickly and whatnot so I do prefer playing on grass I would like to see teams start moving more to grass but I mean it's really hard to argue with turf because you know especially up north having to take care of it in the winter months and everything like that is an extremely hard task. So you really have to look at what's feasible for who. So unless it's a, you know, NCAA or NFL, like league wide thing that they have to have grass. I don't think you're going to see it in the near future. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I, I remember my high school football field, was uh grass and we were like one of the only grass fields in the area still now it's turf but when i was playing it was grass and it, it was it was like bumpy there were like uh potholes practically in the in the grass but like it, it's fun to play on grass but that's obviously what you give and take but when you're playing in the at the big T- big 10 level or in the nfl it's you have an entire grounds keep, keeping crew uh to keep up with the field so it, it's interesting but uh, like you said, I think Yankee Stadium's, I guess, world-class enough of a stadium, I think, 
the I would assume at least the field will be a little bit better than it was last year. Yeah, and you know we've watched a bunch of not a bunch but a few clips of you know the Yankee way and everything like that uh, previously this year without even you know knowing what was going to happen in the future and you know the Yankee way is the high class way you know they're always going to do everything right no matter you know the cost or anything like that so I believe that's what we expect from them and I think that's what they expected themselves as well so we have no doubt about the playing conditions or the experience it's going to be it's going to be a very well ran bowl game yeah, I, from my perspective, it seems like it would be a very fun event over uh, the holidays. Uh, I Have you ever been to New York before? I have, yes. Uh, I, do you think you're going to, I guess, uh, like tour the sites again, or are you just going to uh, go there for the bowl game? Because obviously you'll do stuff with the, te- with the team, but uh, I guess like what uh, – obviously that uh, gets figured out a lot between now and the game, but I guess what do you think the whole week will entail from now, if you had to guess? Yeah. um, If I had to guess, I, you know, I'm not exactly sure what events we would do because the bowl games I've been to have been a little bit further out from the big city. So, you know, you had a lot more, time and just like relaxed activities like going to top golf or just like recreational events like that that a team can go have fun compete but also relax um but you know new york city is the complete opposite of that so <laughs> i'm not exactly sure what you know would entail all these different activities but typically we would get some time off to ourselves and uh, be able to, you know, walk around a little bit um, and see some of the sites that there are there. So I do look forward to that with a lot of my teammates since just talking with them this past week, not a lot of them have been to New York city. So, you know, they're really excited to see all the different attractions and all the different sites that there are in New York city, especially, you know, the giant Christmas tree and, ice skating and all those different sorts of things. So I've never been there around Christmas time. So it will be, I'm sure completely different from what I remember it, but yeah, I mean, I think our staff here takes really good care of us in bowl games and and everything. So if there aren't many activities, then, you know, we'll do a lot of team stuff and, I think make it the best experience possible. Yeah, I, that's one of the cool things about bowl games. You get a guy from like North Dakota or Northern Minnesota going to the big city in New York around Christmas time, and that's when you get those uh, cool videos and stuff like that. that. That's what makes, I think, that's what makes bowl games fun because you get experiences like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Uh, another thing with the bowl games is obviously the, I guess, like uh, swag packages you get from the event. Um, and obviously you don't know what you're going to get this year from Bad Boy Mowers yet. But I guess you, in the past from last year at the Guaranteed Rate Bowl and like you said, the uh, Texas Frisco, Texas Bowl earlier, 
what were some of, I guess, the packages that you got from those events? Yeah, so the first one I went to was like a gift suite and they had like a little catalog basically of all the different items that you could get with the certain amount of points everyone got entering into it. So, you know, there was like a, a drone and let's say that was like 300 points and that was like all the points that we had. So you could spend it all on one big thing or, you know, you could get a couple smaller things for a hundred points or 50 points, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so that was that one. Each person had, you know, their own way of spending their points and whatnot. Um, and then last year, did you get the drone or did you, did you, uh, spread it out? I, I spread it out. Um, there was a nice duffel bag, like travel duffel bag that, you know, could carry a suit in there, like full, not, you wouldn't have to fold it or anything. You'd lay the suit in there fully and then yeah, you could lay stuff on top of it. it was, I still have it, still use it. It's very nice. <laughs> um, and then some other smaller things. Yeah. Um, last year was massage gun early. And then it was a backpack with the bull logo on it. And then I believe a few other smaller things. So. Yeah, I mean, the bowl gifts are fun. You never know what it's going to be and how you can use it to your advantage. And I I mean, I don't know. It's always something that guys look forward to. You know, we forget about it sometimes, but as you get closer to the bowl game, you're like, oh, yeah, like I wonder what it's going to be. So I wasn't even thinking about it yet, but now that you brought it up, I'm very curious to see what it will be. Yeah, because I remember uh, always seeing stuff online from uh, bowl season. You get bowls that are, like, sponsored by, like, Sony or something, and everyone gets, like, a free PS5. Some of those uh, big bowl games, they're, the stuff that they get is crazy sometimes. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it really seems like it's just going to be a good experience. There's just so many, I guess, Gophers fans online. We've talked about all the fans having their opinions and everything, saying that, this bowl game's worse than that bowl game and blah, blah, blah. And I, I think at least my message to Gophers fans is just to take it how it is, obviously. I think everyone on – I don't want to speak for everyone on the team, but they're all going to enjoy the experience. It's a very unique time to be in New York around the holidays, like like we said. And I think it's a good way to cap off uh, this season. Yeah. Yeah, you know, everyone wants to end their last year on a win that's – my goal for sure. So, I mean, I think we're going to take it seriously and go in there and regardless of the experience, you know, good or bad, everyone's going to be there for the game, you know? So fans are going to tune in on December 29th and watch the Gophers take down Syracuse orange. Yeah. I like it. Um, I guess kind of now talking about some other stuff around, uh, college football. Obviously, there's no Gophers game this week, and they were playing the conference championship games. Um, I feel like the obviously the talk of the week was the was the playoff and who was in, who was out. Um, and with uh USC losing on Friday, kind of opened the door for the second Big Ten team with Ohio State. 
Uh, do you think it uh, the committee, I guess, got it right with the four teams? Do you think Ohio State should have been the three seed, should have been the four seed, or do you think one through four they got them right? I think they got them right. You know, it's it's tough to bump up a team that wasn't even in the conference championship two spots um, over, you know, another one loss team that lost in the conference championship. So I think they got it right. There's obviously a lot of debate and, you know, strength of schedule and all that different, all those different factors that go into it. And I saw a lot of things on Twitter about why wasn't Alabama put in there instead. And, you know, there, there's all these different arguments, but with TCU losing after a perfect regular season, I mean, that's that's pretty hard to keep out, in my opinion. Because um, then if they got kicked out of the playoff, everyone at TCU and in the Big 12 would have said, well, what if they were in there, you know, and we didn't get to see those matchups. So I like how they put it as well, you know, with Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, Ohio State 4, because then you get to see Big 10 against SEC and Big 10 against Big 12. So you do get to see those, you know, top-tier conference teams in a crossover game. So, you know, people love to compare records. People love to compare literally everything in football. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the best comparison you can do right there. Have your best teams from each conference go against each other for the most meaningful games of the season. So I think that will settle a lot of the debate. Uh, <laughs> we won't know until after the games are over and, how people react, but I'm glad that they drafted it the way that they did. Uh, you know, either keeping TCU out or keeping Ohio State out. Uh, I think that would have been a really hard sell and possibly show a lot of bias. So I'm glad that they did what they did. I, I agree with that. I think they got it right. Um, during the game, I was kind of uh, – it's obviously an interesting argument – uh, when you think like if TCU and Alabama played, Alabama would obviously be favored to win. But I think TCU objectively has a better resume. Uh, they have, I think, I think they have five ranked wins compared to like three for Alabama. And like everyone brings up Alabama's two losses were only by like five combined points or whatever. But uh, they also had like three or three other one score games against I think Texas A and M and uh Ole Miss so like both I think they were comparable teams and I think you kind of have to favor the team that made it to their conference uh championship and the way that TCU lost in such a close game they easily could have won it was in overtime I don't know how much you watched that game but that was a crazy game uh yeah I watched at the end of the game yeah (laughs) no that was that was an incredible game by both sides yeah, uh, Max Duggan, one of the uh, best stories, I think, in college football. Uh, he was uh, – I'm pretty sure he wasn't even the starter, like, preseason. Um, I think he lost his job, and then he got it back. And you know, he was dealing with some, like, off-the-field issues, too. And now, now he's arguably 
one of the, I guess, two best quarterbacks in the country this year. And uh, it, it just, I, I agree with you. I think they got the four teams right. I'm kind of glad they didn't do the Michigan Ohio State in the first round. Um, yeah. And I think it might be the first year that two uh, Big Ten teams have made the playoff. Um, so that's obviously a good thing for the conference too. Um, but I, I think it should be uh, two real pretty exciting games, to be honest. I think TCU's shown they can compete with the best of the best, and Ohio State's obviously shown that too. So I think it should be two intriguing games in the playoff. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I, I Another, I guess, uh, big talking point uh, in the college football world was they officially announced that in two years the 12-team playoff is going to replace the four-team playoff. And uh, obviously there's a lot of uh, opinions on that. Uh, Will, I'm kind of under the impression that I think, I think the 12-team playoff is going to be terrific and it's going to be very entertaining start to finish. But I think it would be a little naive to not at least say that it might dilute the regular season a little bit. It might make the games a little less important because you kind of just eliminate that factor that – uh, for example, like Notre Dame playing Ohio State in week one. If Notre Dame loses that game now, it horribly, I guess, knocks them out of the playoff picture. They have to run the table the rest of the year. But with the 12-team playoff, they can lose one, maybe two more games. So I guess from your opinion, uh, what's your perspective on the 12 versus 4? Yeah, no, I I agree with what you're saying. And, and just like this year, it's going to come down to, you know, the team's 13 and 14 and them arguing why they should be in and whatnot, you know, no one's ever going to be completely happy with whatever the situation is. Um, But I do like that it allows those teams with, you know, what, two losses, um, maybe one loss and then a loss in the conference championship game, those teams to get a shot at playing, you know, some of the best in another conference. Uh, Kansas State, TCU game, like you already mentioned, was a great game. And, you know, I think Kansas State looked really good and they had a lot of very good players and, you know, the coaching was very good. So if you could see a Kansas State versus an SEC team, you know, how would that look? We see it all the time in bowl games, but, you know, Every team treats bowl games a little bit differently. and Sometimes you'll have your key players opting out, getting ready for the NFL, or, uh, you know, teams just won't take it as seriously. Or, you know, there's a bunch of different factors that go into a bowl game and whatnot. So having more meaningful games at the end of the year, I think, is a great thing. I think it's really going to keep people wrapped up in college football a little bit longer. And for me, watching it in the future is going to be fantastic. Um, hope to see the Gophers in there one day. And But I do see the opposite side as well. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I do think that Potentially right now it does have a better feel than a four-game or a four-team playoff because you never really know what can happen with, you know, 
potentially in the very first college football playoff, if Ohio State didn't get that four seed, then you know they never would have been national champions. So yeah. you don't know. Uh, it's going to add a lot of different factors into it. And all those teams that are, you know, top 25, top 12, you can see it throughout the regular season. The number one seed can lose any given week. And I'm not exactly sure how many number one overall teams there were this year, but, you know, like Tennessee, they look like the complete dominant team what, seven, eight weeks into the season, nobody thought that they could stop them, and then all of a sudden they lose two games, and it's a completely different story. So, yeah, you know, it does give those teams the chance, and I'm always rooting for the underdogs, so it'll be fun. Yeah, I agree with that because, uh, like you mentioned, with teams like Kansas State and even Utah when they knocked off uh, USC, those are teams that are peaking at the end of the year. And with the 12-team playoff, they're obviously going to have that opportunity to show they can that they're still getting better and they're playing their best football at the end of the year. And I I uh, definitely can see both sides of the argument. It, it Just the biggest thing, I think people are going to realize when it happens how much it changes the sport. Like, I don't necessarily know if it'll be for bad or for good. It's just going to completely change, I think, how teams play in the season, how, I guess, games are viewed in the season. Because um, that's kind of what makes college football, college football now, I think, is the importance of a week one game. I don't think really any other sport has that. Like, you're starting to – uh, not necessarily be uh, – I, I don't want to, I guess, compare it to the NFL or pro sports, but uh, those are sports where you just need to be peaking by the playoffs because, like, it really doesn't matter how the Golden State Warriors play in the season right now or how the even the Buffalo Bills play right now. They need to be uh, playing their best basketball or best football at the end of the year, and I think that's kind of going to be how college football turns into, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think it's just going to be different. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how uh, teams handle that because uh, it does open the door for, for teams like a Kansas State, like a Utah. Um, and then you obviously even get the uh, group of five teams like Tulane this year. And it opens the door for schools like Minnesota to have an opportunity um, to get in the playoff. And it it just changes the sport because – uh, obviously, you a Minnesota fan can be optimistic and say, oh, we're going to go undefeated. We're going to make the playoff this year. We're going to win the Big Ten. And that's kind of what Minnesota has to do if they want to make the playoffs. So that's obviously lofty goals. But now you can kind of think, oh, we're going to go 9-3, and three, uh, win the Big Ten West, and then win the Big Ten championship, and we're in. Or we're going to go 10-2 uh, and two and play a close game against Ohio State, and we're in. So it, it definitely changes the sport. Um and it'll 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 be interesting to see by I guess how much because I think really what it comes down to it is if you think the twelve team playoffs excitement is better than what it takes away from the regular season because I think at the end of the day uh, while those twelve through fifteen seeded teams are going to have big games at the end of the year the Tennessees and the Alabamas if they have one loss and they're playing. Uh, if Alabama's playing Auburn uh, last week of the year and they only got one loss, you know they're going to be in either way. So 
Um, it'll, it'll be interesting. And, uh, I think it's, it might get more fans into college football, to be honest, since it's more like pro sports, but, uh, college football has always kind of been different. So it'll be curious to see how different it makes it now. Yeah. Yeah. And as you're talking, I'm just thinking about how college football is different from those other sports and how week one opponents are so much more important because of that. Um, and that's, why people love college football and whatnot, because every week matters. So I hope that even with the 12 game or 12 team playoff, that those games will still be extremely important. And, you know, it doesn't really change too much about college football because, you know, in my opinion, college football is so much more fun to watch and to follow throughout the season. And, you know, I just don't want to lose that. So I'm not exactly sure how that'll be. And, you know, we'll see in two years, but I think keeping the identity of college football separate from professional sports is going to be huge. Yeah, I I agree with that completely. It'll be fun to follow because I I don't think it's, it's going to, I don't think it'll really hurt college football. It'll just change it. And uh, I guess no one knows by how much until it really happens. Um, One other thing I wanted to talk about before we get out of here is um, another big story was uh, Deion Sanders taking the head coaching job at Colorado. Colorado is obviously a team you guys played this year. Um, And I guess from your perspective, I was just curious if you, as obviously a player, uh, Deion Sanders is such an interesting uh, head coach because I feel like now college sports is almost becoming that a head coach is like a CEO of the company and he's obviously the staff that he hires around him is very important and I think a lot of people weren't watching Jackson State football games so they don't know like how good of like a football coach Deion Sanders is and I guess from your perspective would you be I guess, do you think he's going to be successful at Colorado? Uh, if you were a recruit, like, would you be open to going to a program like Colorado coached by Deion Sanders when it's, it seems like there's going to be so much stuff happening off the field. It seems like he's so bought into all this new transfer portal NIL. It seems like he might be the most like, one of the most progressive coaches in the country when it comes to that. And he's such a big personality. It just seems like such an interesting, uh, an interesting like study point of if he's going to be successful. Cause it's, it's really different than any other coach in the country and a program like Colorado that has national championship. They haven't been really good in the past 20 years, but it's going to just be very really interesting to follow. I think so. Yeah. And you know, all credit to him. He was very successful at the FCS level. Um, but I think in the, you know, video clip that got released on Twitter of him explaining it to his team, he was just talking about how, you know, it's not about the money or anything. He's just taking the next step forward in his own career. So I believe that's the case. And, you know, FBS football is a lot different from FCS football and, it's going to take a lot more for him to win at that stage um, against a lot of great coaches over in the Pac-12. So, yeah, I mean, 
for me personally, I don't know if that would be the right fit for me just because of, you know, even in the locker room when he was talking to his team, you know, there were a ton of cameras in there. I don't know if that's something I'd really enjoy, you know, with, you know, an intimate team meeting and there's just a bunch of press all around. Like there's some things that, in my opinion, need to be kept private and with such a big personality like Deion Sanders, I don't know how much of that would be kept private. Uh, you know, it's always it's always interesting to follow guys like that because they always create a story. They always create a headline. So for sure, a lot of recruits are going to like that. And I believe I saw yesterday a five-star wide receiver from IMG already committed after Dion said he was going to go there. So, I mean, changes are happening happening very fast and there's no doubt that he'll be able to recruit there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he coaches there. Cause like you said, uh, I don't think a lot of people were really watching how he coached at Jackson state. You know, he didn't get all the, you know, TV deals and stuff like that to be put on primetime games. So it will be different for sure in the FBS and at a big school like Colorado, he'll get a lot of those games where people can really see what his teams are made of and how he coaches. And that'll open the doors for a lot of, you know, critics and a lot of teams that really want to take down Colorado now simply because Deion Sanders is the coach. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really fun or, I guess, interesting story to follow because it is just way different than how any other program is ran. Like, a lot of people were talking about those uh, team meeting videos that got released. Like, I would assume those are things that happen all the time. It's just they're not on video and they don't get released yeah. to Twitter. And yeah. that's what makes him different because I think almost everything he's going to do is going to be released to Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could I could definitely see that kind of being like a hard knocks, no filter college football edition. Like that's kind of how I could see this thing going. So yeah, we'll see. It's definitely gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think we'll wrap up uh this week's episode there. Um as always, I appreciate everyone listening. Uh row the boat, sky you mind, go gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.